So those 3,000 that came to Christ were part of the believers that met together. Okay, and we're on the same page. So now we're going to know what kind of people were present when Peter gave his first sermon to the 3,000. And it says, chapter 2, verse 9 to 10, it says, We are northeastern Iranians, northwestern Iranians, Elamites, and those from Mesopotamia, Judea, east central Turkey, the coastal areas of the Black Sea, Asia, north central Turkey, southern Turkey, Egypt, Libyans, who are neighbors of Cyrene, visitors from all over the Roman Empire, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking of God's mighty wonders in our own dialects. So what does this tell me? That those people that heard Peter's message in their own dialect were part of those people coming together, breaking bread, and were part of building God's church of adding to the church daily. Tell me what God cannot do when the church comes together. Tell me when, what God cannot do when different cultures, different generations set aside their deeply rooted preferences and decide to come together, seek the Lord, and want to make a difference. Some of us, and we're all different, like we're saying. Some of us will be called to preach to the 3,000 like Peter did. But others will be called to be faithful to the one. What does this mean? Well, let me ask you, who told Peter about Jesus? Let's go to John real quick. John chapter 1, verse 35. The following day, John was standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, Jesus, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want, he asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. Now, Andrew... Simon, Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Andrew was the disciple that brought Peter to Jesus. Andrew never knew that he, that Peter would preach his first sermon and 3,000 people came to Christ. He simply saw something in Jesus that said, you know what? I know someone that needs to know about Jesus. I need someone, I know someone that needs to meet Jesus. And that was Peter. Some of us will be called to be Peters and others will, of us will be called to be Andrews. Like Andrew to, and be faithful to the one. Andrew was faithful to bring Peter to Jesus. And we're all different. We don't all need to speak to the 3,000. Not all of us will be called to preach a, an elaborate sermon. Others of us will be called to bring and to be faithful to the one, to the neighbor, to our friend, to our siblings. And who knows what God can do with that one person. Peter, Andrew brought Peter to Jesus, and it, history 
We're literally standing here today. We're sitting here today because of a sermon that Peter preached. So what can happen when we allow our differences to unite us and and to work together? There's nothing that God cannot do. It takes all of us. It takes Peter's and it takes Andrew's. Jesus has called all of us to be part of building his church. Has called us to bring heaven to earth. Again, I ask you, what can God not do when God's people come together? What get, what, tell me what God can't do with Graceland from, with different cultures, different backgrounds, different histories, different skills and knowledge. What can't God do if we come together and are willing to allow, allow God to build something beautiful from all? All of our differences. When I shared this for the first time here, um, I told it was with uh, the man. I told them, if we strive for this, there will be one day where the lobby will not be big enough to hold the men that are gathered here today. There, will, if we strive, church, for this, there will be one day that these chairs will not be big enough. There will not be enough chairs for Graceland to host. We will have to have like 10 services if we, or expand the walls. Pastor Nathan's like, don't go there. Don't go to 10 services. But what can happen if we allow this to happen? If we allow our different backgrounds, histories to, put a, to come together? And maybe you're here today and you feel like that first block that I was sharing. That you don't feel like you have the identity in Christ. That you've been comparing yourself to others and you ask God, I was there. I was asking myself, while, other, while I was this block, while I was this block and other of my friends were being full-time youth pastors, were being uh, missionaries. And I was like, God, what are you doing with me? I felt like I was still part of the bunch that I hadn't been picked up yet and placed into God's plan. But the beauty of this is that we can rest and that knowing that Jesus will pick us up. And maybe you feel that you're, comparing, that you're not good enough to be part of the church and what God is building. I want to tell you that the gospel is for you as well. That the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for you is for you as well. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, man, this is hard. It's hard for me to understand myself. It's hard for me to understand myself too. Sometimes I feel there's emotions and I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, why am I even in a bad mood? You know, it's hard to understand ourselves, understand our history, understand what God has created us to be. And you're like, man, I'm struggling. Even understanding that, how am I going to go and understand others? How am I going to make that effort to go and and look for differences? Um, People don't even want to talk about my differences. Other people won't even acknowledge me. I want to encourage you to pray for Bob. And you're like, well, Bob, I was a youth pastor, so hold on with me, okay? Pray for Bob. Every time you hear the word Bob, every time you hear Bob or Bob, you're reminded of Bob, I want you to pray for this. Burden for the lost, opportunities to share our faith, and building bridges between us and Jesus. 
But that first one, burden for the lost. When we genuinely pray for a burden for the lost, there's nothing that we won't do to reach the lost. There will then be opportunities for, for us to share our faith. So this cannot happen unless we're like Andrew and say, Peter needs to know Jesus. We need to have that burden. I encourage you, and maybe you already do. So pray for opportunities to share our faith. Sometimes I ask myself this, and I'm like, Lord, I worked in a Christian nonprofit for, for a few years. So I was like, I go to church. They're all Christian. I, at least I think. I go to work. I think they're all Christian because I work for a Christian organization. And, like, all my friends are from church, like, Christian friends. Like, so who do I share the gospel with? But I started praying for, I want to pray for opportunities to share my faith. And to build bridges between us and Jesus. Because at the end of the day, that's what you and I do. We build bridges between us. We don't do the work. We build bridges for Jesus. We allow Jesus to use us. We allow our differences to build bridges. Imagine if the society that we're living in today sees Graceland Church coming together with their differences. What impact will that have to today's society? When every type of person can come into this place and call this place home. This will impact society. This will be part, this will occur, happen, this will allow the Holy Spirit to move and for us to step away. Sometimes we want to bring people to church because we know that they need Jesus or we know they're in a certain type of sin. But you just need to build bridges because you're not going to change them. Andrew stepped away and allow Jesus to speak identity into Peter. We need to do that. And we need to be bridges for people to know Jesus. And that will happen once we have a burden for the lost. I don't know about you, but those people that still don't that are still part of the the mess of blocks but don't know their creator, don't know that there is a God that is so anxious to use them. Maybe you know someone like that, and we need to create bridges. So I just encourage you that you pray for Bob, that you strive to be mutually connected to others. Let's strive to connect and build the kingdom of God. And that is what's going to make the church of Christ Beautiful, Because you know what? Why are we called to bring heaven to earth? And, I, and, I, and I'm about to close here. And you know why we're called to bring heaven to earth? Because in heaven, Revelation tells me that every tongue, every nation will be represented. And if I am called to bring heaven to earth, I'm called to bring every tongue, every nation, every culture every background to the feet of Jesus to build bridges for them and Jesus. So what's the lesson today from the life of Peter? It takes everyone to build the kingdom of God. It takes everyone. It takes you and it takes me to build the kingdom 
of God. It takes different cultures, backgrounds. And we see that in the life of Peter. That he preached and 3,000 to different people. They all heard the message. That was what the Holy Spirit empowered him to do. And they came to Christ. Let me pray. Lord, thank you because we can rest in you being our creator and our builder. And thank you because you have a plan for us to be part of the kingdom of God. You're, you, you have a plan to bring heaven to earth. And we're part of that, Lord. I thank you for that. That's a privilege, Lord. I pray, Lord, that as we're here today, Lord, and we hear this message, we will strive to be uniquely connected, mutually linked, Lord, that we will share communion, that we will break bread with others that don't look like us, that don't think like us, Lord, that don't speak like us, Lord. Give us those opportunities to share our faith with those that don't look like us, those that don't think like us, Lord. Give us those opportunities. Lord, give us that burden for the lost souls that you have called us to reach, Lord. Those souls that don't know that there's a purpose for them, Lord. Give us that burden. Because once we have that burden, Lord, we will reach. We will want to reach them for you, Lord. And allow us to build bridges between you and Jesus. And a society, Lord, that has broken bridges between Jesus And others, we pray that you use us to rebuild those bridges that have been broken, Lord, for many people. Lord, I pray for anyone watching online this morning that might feel that they are at life's end, that they don't feel like they want to continue, Lord. But that you remind them that you have called them with a purpose. Any person in this place that might feel without a purpose, that might feel, Lord, like they haven't been called to build, that they, they don't belong here because of their past, Lord, remind them that the gospel is also for them. That if you reached Peter and used him, what can't you do with us, Lord? And I thank you for Graceland, Lord. And I thank you for the beauty that is going to come from Graceland. I thank you for what the society will be able to to see from us and the healing that will take place in this room, in this sanctuary, Lord, because we strive to be mutually linked with differences. I pray all of this in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Let's give Oscar a hand for sharing. Thank you, Oscar. It was beautiful. Can we stand together, church? We're going to sing just one verse and a chorus in a minute. But let's, just, let's just close our eyes, church. If you're at home, respond with us. We receive your love, God. We remind ourselves to receive it. Just say it to yourself, church, in your own heart. Thank you that you made me uniquely. And you've promised that I'm wonderfully made. Just as I am. Even if I'm a short, blue, round block. Forgive us for comparing ourselves, God. Help us rest in the hands of the master builder. Thank you that you're a better builder than my son, Clay. <laughs> you are the master builder. But God, we also pray, forgive us for sometimes judging others that aren't like us, that look different, that have extremely different backgrounds, that come from different places, different histories, different 
cultures, people that we don't understand. It's not more normal or abnormal to be one or the other. As Oscar shared, help us to see the image of God in every person we come across. Forgive us for ever doing otherwise. And we say yes and we say amen to to the picture that Oscar painted through your word, that, that Graceland may be a place of healing and restoration and hope and unity where every single person comes together to build the kingdom of God and the church. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Let's sing this simple verse and chorus, then we'll dismiss. Looking at all these blocks, how awesome is it that God created all of these everywhere they are in reaches down and just picks you up and puts you right into the beautiful masterpiece. Are you thankful for that? It's awesome. Let's be at rest today. I'm going to pray this benediction. Then we'll be dismissed. Thank you, Oscar. Let's thank him again. It was a blessing. It's a good word, man. A very timely message uh, for our church, very timely message for our culture, our nation, our world right now. May Jesus Christ, the King of the world, make his reign known through your life. May his kingdom's present reality be a constant reminder for you to reflect his love and grace into this world and invite others to know our King. May his kingdom's future fulfillment move you to focus your heart away from the things of this present fleeting age so that you may cling to that which is good and right and eternal as you offer your life continually to the one who holds eternity. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you all. Have a great afternoon.